Welcome to another edition of Meet the Pros Podcast. This is your host, Marco D'Angelo, and I am joined today by Dwayne Bryant. Dwayne, how are you doing today? Pretty good. How are you, Marco? I'm great. Dwayne, uh, thanks for coming on board. And uh, the Meet the Pros podcast is a continuing series here at pregame.com where we let our listeners get to know our handicappers. And that's one of the big things about pregame.com. Uh, unlike most uh, sports sites on the internet, we interact with our customers. We are cappers, and I know, Dwayne, you're in the forums all the time. Uh, you're writing blogs and posting uh, articles and free picks and that. But not only that is when people come into the forums and they ask our cappers questions or they actually get to talk to you and joke around and interact, it's something that most sites just do not have, and we're very proud of that here at pregame.com. And you've been a great contributor, Dwayne, since you came on board with us. So once again, um, thanks for joining us today. And uh, what we want to do is we want our listeners to get to know you. And uh, what I'm going to ask is, who is Dwayne Bryant the person uh, first before we get to Dwayne Bryant the handicapper? So if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, go ahead. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm a family man, you know, your average ordinary guy, uh, born and raised in southeast Pennsylvania. I still live there today. I've lived in pretty much the same 20-mile area my whole life. Uh, I've been married since 96. Uh, I have a nine-year-old daughter, and I have four stepkids who are all grown. Um, as far as hobbies go, um, you know, I like to uh, play the Nintendo Wii with my daughter, you know, even though she kicks my butt on Mario Kart every time we play. Uh, and, and it's not me letting her win. She honestly does kick my butt every time. I'm not ashamed to admit that. Um, I'm a big movie fan. Um, I love comedies and horror movies. Uh, I grew up on the slasher films of the 80s, so I'm a big Jason Voorhees, Friday the 13th fan. I love the remake they just did on that film. Uh, I'm a big wrestling fan. Well, not really a big wrestling fan. I'm a wrestling fan, but not as much as I used to be. It's just not as good as it used to be back in the 80s and 90s when I was growing up. Um, I'm a huge fantasy football fan. I've been involved in that for about uh, six years now. Uh, I'm usually in two leagues every year, uh, so I've been in about ten leagues total in that five years, and I've had uh, two championships. Uh, to my record so far. Um, I'm not as big a horse better as I used to be, uh, but I still do make the occasional trip to the one of the local OTBs with friends from time to time. Uh, but other than that, I, I just like hanging out with family, you know, going to picnic areas, you know, doing some barbecuing, popping a few cold ones. That sounds uh, very good, Dwayne. I got to say, listening to your, uh, you know, your rundown there, we almost sound like we could be clones. Uh, the only difference is uh, you were on the uh, eastern side of Pennsylvania, and I was on the western side because uh, I grew up in the uh, Friday the Thirteenth uh, era as well. Uh, big fan of those movies and uh, just about everything else you said. Uh, carbon copy there. Of that film? You know, I did not get to see um, the latest edition of Friday the 13th. Uh, I got to get out there and get that and see it it's on DVD already. But uh, that's on my list to see. I've been uh, prepping for football. <laughs> right, yeah, I understand that. But uh, yeah, if you like the original films, you'll definitely like the remake that they did on that. I'm uh, looking forward to it. Maybe I'll grab that this weekend. Um, Dwayne, when, uh, when did you get started in the business? Uh, well, I, I guess I should probably start with how I got involved with sports betting in the first place. I guess, yeah, that would be a good starting point. <laughs> uh, well, 
my godfather uh, knew the local bookie uh, and many of the guys who took bets for him. Um, th- this bookie was a big timer. Uh, he covered a huge area, had a lot of guys under him that, that took bets for him. Uh, my godfather got to be pretty good friends with one of the, the agents, I called him. Uh, so when I was about 13, my godfather used to take me to this guy's house. Uh, on Wednesday nights, uh, we would go down to his house and we would watch the horse races on TV from Penn National. Uh, so we'd sit there and bet the horses. Uh, my godfather would give me so much money to bet, and if I lost it, I was done. Uh, so I got a, you know, an early lesson in money management from that perspective. <laughs> uh, but, but that was just the beginning. Uh, we used to go down there on Sundays, too. Uh, now, during the winter and the fall months, it was really interesting because we'd still have the Penn National horse races on TV, uh, but this bookie would, would bring another TV into the room, and he'd set that TV on top of the first TV uh, so we could watch the NFL games, too. You know, so we'd be sitting there watching the NFL games, and on top of that would be the horse races, and so we'd have two different TVs to be yelling at. So uh, it was pretty interesting. Great Here's something you'll appreciate, too. When we were down there, uh, his wife, this bookie's wife, used to make us, she used to cook for us all the time. All right, she used to make out burgers, hot dogs, steaks. Uh, we've had seafood. Uh, believe me, she, she took good care of us. I guess she figured uh, after we were done losing all our money, we wouldn't be able to feed ourselves, so she made sure she took care of us when we were there. That was the least she could do, huh? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so I was betting since uh, about the age of 13. Um, I even tried getting some of my friends involved in it. I, used to, I tried booking bets in high school for, for a brief time. Uh, but my friends got tired of paying me, and you know when you're when you're working part time after school, you're not making a lot of money to begin with. So, so so that didn't last very long. Well, that's uh, that's fun, funny, Dwayne. That uh, whenever I was in uh, high school, uh, I was booking uh, tickets, uh, you know, the parlay cards, and I was taking the you know the dollars off, uh, you know, my buddies uh, doing the parlay cards, and then I'd take whatever my uh, take was on those for the week, and I would use that to fund my single bet, and I'd find my one game of the week on uh, Sunday in the NFL, and I'd, I'd use that money to make my bet, and that's how I started my uh, handicapping uh, betting career. Uh, my dad uh, used to take me to the racetrack is where I got started at, and I started you know, going to the track at age 10. So, um, but we had over in Pennsylvania, you guys, you know, you're betting Penn National. Uh, we've got uh, the harness racing in uh, Pittsburgh. We don't have uh, thoroughbred racing. You had to go to West Virginia to uh, Mountaineer Park, as it's called now. Back in the day, it was called Waterford Park. And uh, those that was the two closest racetracks. One was harness in Pittsburgh, and the other one was in West Virginia. But uh, those are our fond memories, uh, childhood betting years, for sure. Yeah. It never hurts to start young, I guess. Uh, as long yeah. as you're winning. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know what? And, and those, those those formative years there, uh, you, you go to the school of hard knocks and you spend a lot of time there because you learn a lot of lessons the hard way when it comes to sports betting. So in that in that aspect, it was good to start young because you learn a lot early, you know, a lot of the mistakes uh, that a lot of people make. You learn them early on. So so in that way, it's a plus that I, that I started out early. So how uh, did I, you how did you parlay the young uh, betting career into uh, the sports business uh, as a livelihood? 
Uh, well, when I got my first computer back in 2000, uh, that, that pretty much for me opened the door to all kinds of information. Uh, you know, the Internet's the information highway. Uh, so with all that information that I had, and, and uh, believe me, I mean, I, I'm an information freak. I mean, when it comes to sports betting, I mean, I get as much information as I can. Uh, so the Internet opened up a lot of doors for me there. And that's pretty much what got me thinking about uh, making, a, making a career out of it, because really I couldn't think of anything I loved more. Uh, so and, and I, you know, I watched those Saturday morning shows with, uh, you know, all the the uh, handicappers that they had on TV. Uh, you know, guys that used to scream like they were carnival barkers or something. And it's like I kept thinking to myself, well, if these jokers can do it, I sure as heck can do it too. So, you know, that's what got me uh, got me started and got me thinking that I'd, I'd like to do that as a career. Uh, but I made up my mind from day one that if I was going to do it, you know, I was going to do it right. Uh, and the only way I know how to do that is to just be honest and straightforward with people. You know, I don't, I don't make any ploys or gimmicks or any baloney like that, um, which is pretty much why I use my real name uh, for everything I do on the Internet. Because um, my philosophy is, you know, if I expect someone to invest in me, you know, then they deserve to know the real me, you know, not just some made-up name on a computer screen. Well, that's uh, nice to hear. And, uh, you know, and I've always said that uh, the cappers that we have here at pregame, you know, it, we've got the best roster, I feel, on the Internet and you know, and that, that's not a sales pitch. Uh, you know, we've got guys, honest, hard workers, and uh, you know, guys, they just deliver. And uh, you've been one of them ever since you've come to pregame. Uh, you've done nothing but win for your clients, and you know, great having you aboard, Dwayne. If you, if I had to ask you, and, and it's this going to be a two part question, what is your favorite sport? And when I say favorite, um, not you know, as a handicapper, but what do you enjoy? the most and then the second part of that is going to be what is your best sport um, you feel as a handicapper so what sport do you like the best is Dwayne Bryant the fan well the sport I like the best is NFL football I've always been a huge fan of NFL football um, I got I get the NFL Sunday ticket package every year so I'm watching all the games every 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 weekend I follow the players and teams in that league like no other sport on the planet so that, that's by far and away my favorite sport what would you say is your strongest sport as a handicapper? Uh, that's a tough one. I, I, I would have to say that, that football is my best sport, uh, but the NBA is definitely a very close second. Um, I've had success, pretty much success uh, in uh, NFL college football and also the NBA, so they're pretty well uh, closely tied together there for me as far as what my, what my strongest ones are. NBA basketball, to many handicappers, is regarded as the toughest sport to beat because the season is long and these guys are making millions and millions of dollars uh, a year and they just, you know, let's be honest, they don't come to play every day. And, and that's something that you have to factor in in your handicapping, you know, not only uh, when you're breaking down statistics, but you got to try to figure out where those flat spots are on the schedule and a lot of handicappers have trouble with that. And uh, I've seen your work in the NBA, my friend, and it is quite good. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. And, and you're right. I mean, the NBA season is, is a long season. Um, and, and you're right also that looking for the flat spots in the schedule, that's something I look for. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very situational handicapper when it comes to the NBA. Um, I love looking for good teams that are coming off a subpar game. Uh, maybe they shot poorly in their last game and they got pounded pretty good by a team that they shouldn't. They had no business losing to. 
Um, and now they're coming back and they're facing a team uh, who played over their heads in their last game. Uh, so, you know, that's a situation I like to look for. Uh, teams, you know, that are playing their third road game in four days, there could be some weary legs there. Uh, they can be some solid go-against plays, too, if the conditions are right. Uh, so I'm very situational when it comes to the NBA. Dwayne, have we ever met in person? Because you, your philosophies are scary. Uh, we, <laughs> we, we uh, you know, we look at things so much uh, the same, and uh, maybe it's just that Pennsylvania water that uh, you know brings the handicappers that way. Because we do situational handicapping is a big, big part of my style of handicapping, and too many people just don't utilize that part of the, of handicapping and i'm not saying any you know any one handicapping style is right or wrong uh you know as long as you arrive at the right answer it's good but uh to me uh that is one of the biggest parts of you know especially in pro sports and uh, and really in college too be you know when you're looking at who they just played and uh, what the situation was and I, I one of my favorite things and this is more so in um, college sports is when you get a team on TV that generally is not on TV and they're not on TV because of them they're on TV because who are they're playing and uh, that team plays over their head that game and a national audience saw this team it's a team they don't ever see so they draw a conclusion on that team based on one game and what generally happens is that next week that team that looked good played over their heads and came up short they're playing an average team the next week and are a small favorite well everybody that watched them play that week before are ready to jump all over them the following week and to me that's one of the worst scenarios uh, i'm on the dog every time in that situation because that team's going to come out flatter than a pancake and uh, the line is inflated because vegas knows everybody just watched this team play their guts out on national tv and and it's a great situational spot yeah, I, I agree completely with that, and uh, I'd like to go back to something that you said a few minutes ago, too, is that there, there really is no right or wrong way to handicap games. Um, you know, what works for you and me might not work for someone else. Uh, someone else might have, uh, you know, a, a style that, that, you know, that I'm not comfortable with or that doesn't work for me. Uh, so really, you know, I'm, I'm not on here telling anybody, you know, anything that they don't already know. It's just a matter of, you know, everybody's got to find their niche, you know, what, what works for them and, and what doesn't. And, and I think that's what, you know, contributes to making you a good handicapper is knowing your limits and knowing, you know, where you're strong, where you're not strong, and, and using what you are strong at uh, to put those winners out there. Absolutely. I couldn't have said that better, Dwayne. Uh, uh, the other thing I want to ask you, Dwayne, over your handicapping career, um, have you had any handicapping titles or great finishes or contests that you've entered in the past that uh, you're proud of? Uh, well, I'm not really one for entering contests. Um, I mean, as long as my picks win, then you know that I'm winning money, and my clients are winning money, and that's really all that matters to me. Uh, but I, I can tell you that I did finish number one in uh, 2008 college football, uh, where I'm monitored um, in win percentage. I finished the 2008 college football season, uh, bowls included, with a 39 and 16 record, which uh, comes out to 71 percent winners. Absolutely um, also, phenomenal, my friend. Um, and you know. Uh, and I shouldn't even say it this way, but nobody's more surprised than me by that. And I don't mean because I don't expect a win, but when you you know when you're talking about a full season's worth of results, um, even if you're as selective as I am, it's still very difficult to have a win percentage that high. 
it's certainly not anything I expect to happen uh, anywhere in the, in the near future. Um, of course, I strive to win all the time, as does everyone else. Uh, but uh, it's it's definitely something that I'm very proud of. Um, I also did finish uh, second uh, where I'm monitored in the 2008-2009 NBA season for Units 1, um, and I also finished sixth um, in the 2008 NFL Units 1. So I've had a pretty good last year. Absolutely. Uh, those are great numbers. And I just want to touch upon something that you said about, you know, hitting that, uh, you know, 71% and, you know, when you said about being surprised, uh, not at your accomplishments, but this is something that in this industry, and I'll go back to something you said at the very beginning of this podcast, you know, you were like everybody else. You remember seeing those TV shows on Saturday morning. Remember when all of those handicappers were hitting 80, 85% all the time. And, you know, and it was a situation and it gave our industry really a black eye because they were snake oil salesmen is what they were, uh, you know, just quoting numbers that are, you know, just impossible to maintain. Um, anybody that can hit long term, uh, if you can hit 57%, long term you never have to work a day in your life um you, you really only have to get uh you know to that magical uh, it's 52 point something uh percent you know 53 percent for the sake of argument to break even in sports betting and if you can just take that four more percentage points to 57 you're going to make a lot of money long term and most people don't understand that they they they're still back in the 80s when those guys used to claim those, you know, 80 and 85 percent win percentages, which just don't happen. So congratulations to you on the long term. And, and like I said, since you've come to pregame, um, I've seen your work and it's been nothing but, uh, you know, winning performances. And, and that's great. The next thing that I want to ask you, and you kind of already answered it, but uh, we'll get you to you know break it down a little further when you gave your win total for that football season. Um, how many plays do you give on an average? Um, you know, if I'm a customer of Dwayne Bryant and I'm um, you know signed up looking for my plays on Saturday and Sunday, what can I expect in the football season? Uh, well, uh, a customer can definitely expect uh, two plays on a college football Saturday and two plays on an NFL Sunday. Um, there will be instances where I may release three plays on one of those days. Uh, but basically, uh, you know, with my 10 bets per week plan, um, I usually make one play per day during the week. Uh, so that sets me up for, uh, that leaves me five plays for the football weekend. So it could be three Saturday, two Sunday, or vice versa. Or, and believe me, I don't force out plays by any means, so even though I have five plays left, um, if, if I don't feel uh, confident in five plays, then I will release less than that. But generally speaking, you can expect uh, two on Saturday and two plays on Sunday. And it sounds like a very solid approach. Uh, and again, no style is right or wrong. Uh, we have guys on the site that release you know five six upwards of ten games a day, and we have guys that release just one play a day. And they, you know, the bottom line is that is what their style is, and they win. And you, you go with, you know, it's like you know, you dance with who brought you, and uh, you, your formula has been highly successful for you. And I definitely got to say, continued success with it. Uh, one of the last questions that uh, I want to ask you, and you know, I ask all of the guys on the podcast, um, is there a big win that you remember or? maybe a gut-wrenching loss, a little story you want to share with uh, our listeners uh, out of the uh, history of uh, 
Dwayne Bryant, the handicapper, or better? Well, I can tell you just when you said that, just something that popped into my head right away. And I don't like to dwell on losses because uh, for me personally, if I dwell on a loss, it can affect my, my, you know, my handicapping from that day forward. So I, you know, I mean, believe me, no one hates to lose more than me. Uh, but uh, when I, you know, when I have a tough loss or any loss for that matter, you know, I try to shake it off as quick as I can and not let it affect uh, the next day's performance. Uh, but one thing that come, one one game that comes to mind was uh, the the uh, 08 09 NBA season. I know the Sixers were at New Jersey playing the Nets. And uh, I remember I, I had the Sixers, and the line I had, I, I had a push, and it was only, it was like the very end of the game, and I forget who it was, but somebody from New Jersey launched a half-quarter or more than a half-court shot and hit it at the buzzer, uh, and, and it cost me a win there, uh, so I can remember that one. Uh, but I also remember, and you're going to like this one, as, as a Pittsburgh guy, I remember, and this goes back, this has to go back at least 10 years, uh, was the Steelers and the Jaguars on a Monday night, and you probably remember this game, I'm sure. Uh, there was uh, the Steelers were down, I think, yeah, they were down 23 to 21, I believe it was, and uh, you know they were lining up at the very end of the game for the game-winning field goal. Now it was too long ago; I don't remember what the line was anymore. But I remember thinking, I know I had the Jaguars, and I remember thinking to myself that the only way I was going to win this bet is if they blocked the field goal and they ran it back for a touchdown. And it's the last play of the game, so I'm thinking to myself, well, there's no way in hell I'm going to win this, because if they do block it, they're probably just going to fall on it anyway, and the game's going to be over. Well, much to my surprise, uh, Chris Hudson, I remember the guy, remember the name, and I can still see the play as it happened. He, they blocked the kick, he picked it up, he ran it down the sideline for the touchdown, and uh, I can still see Bill Cower taking that step towards him. I thought for sure Cower was going to try to tackle him. Uh, but I'm sure you remember that play. I, I remember that game well. And uh, actually, uh, an earlier Meet the Pros podcast, one of our other uh, handicappers, Ron Raymond, that was his story of, of one of his most memorable games. And he was on the Pittsburgh side in that game. And Pittsburgh was plus four in that game. So it didn't matter if they you know made or missed the field goal. The Steelers were going to cover that game and as you said the only way they lose that game is a blocked uh, field goal return for a touchdown and lo and behold uh, that's uh, that's what happened in that game and uh, you know nobody likes to dwell on losses but you know what they you know they really uh, you know upset you when they happen but then afterwards when you think about it and how it happened you know in a situation like that um, you know, you got to talk about it, and, and and really, you know, you go from being pissed to actually, you know, laughing about it later. And then when you talk about it five years from now, you know, it, it's even funnier then. But it, it's never funny at the time, that's for sure. Right, and the one thing that you learn is that no matter what, I mean, you can hand you can you can handicap the game perfectly. Um, but even if you do, there's still no guarantee you're going to win. You know, that ball bounces a crazy way sometimes, and, and some things are just out of our control. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you, maybe you didn't cap the game right, and there's a lesson to be learned. And, you know, that's another thing that makes you a good handicapper is if you can learn from your mistakes, you know, and improve from there. Absolutely, Dwayne. Any last thoughts you want to say to our listeners uh, before we wrap this up? Uh just uh, thanks for all the support you guys have shown me. Um, you know, in the forums, uh, you know, with uh, my life the way it is right now, uh, my, you know, I have a really busy schedule, so I don't get into the forums as much as I, you know, I used to. Um, I still try to get in there a little bit on the weekends for sure. 
uh, to, you know, and, and give out a free pick when I see something that's worth it. Um, I don't really throw out a free pick just for the sake of doing it, but if I see something that I think is a good play, I definitely try to get in there and throw it out there on the weekend. Uh, but uh, thanks to everyone for the support. Um, I love interacting with everybody, and I look forward to a, uh, doing so uh, in the future. Well, we appreciate you having uh, joined us today. And uh, once again, this is the Meet the Pros podcast, a continuing series here at pregame.com. And this is your host, Marco D'Angelo. As again, I was joined by Dwayne Bryant. Be sure to check out Dwayne on our site at pregamepros.com. And once again, thanks for listening, and we'll be back with another Meet the Pros podcast in the very near future. <laughs>